Welcome to the Eye on Annapolis Local Business Spotlight. There are thousands of locally owned businesses in the area, some small and some large. Some you may know and others you don't. But one thing they all have in common is a great story, and we want to share it with you. Join us every Saturday as we talk to the founders, the owners, and the managers of local businesses you have come to know and love, and those you will come to know and love. Now here's your host, John Frenet, with this week's Local Business Spotlight. All right, on a Sunday day that should have been raining, we are sitting down in our beautiful sunshine at Rise Up Coffee, which is one of my favorite places, with Dr. Bryant Harris, who's with True Centered Chiropractic Care. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing fantastically well. How about yourself? Awesome. Well, I'll tell you, you are a, uh, I'll say you're the new guy in town, but I mean, you have a fairly new practice here in Annapolis, and I got to say that as I learned a little bit about it, and I try to go into these things not knowing a whole lot, um, because I can learn more, uh, I'm really intrigued, and you've got a little bit of a different chiropractic practice, which is a very difficult series of words to throw 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 out um, than than most. And we just wanted to sit down and talk with you and find out a little bit about you, your background, your practice, and um, you know how it works. So, no I mean, problem. I mean, how how did you get into? First of all, I gotta say that my ignorance will show. Do you need to be a doctor to be a chiropractor? Yes. Is that something relatively new? And I say relatively new. Thirty years? No. 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 So okay. ch chiropractors have always been have had a doctor degree, as far as I've known. Unlike um, for physical therapists, yes, they more recently in the past um, at least twenty years they've recently went from a master's to a doctorate. And same thing with acupuncturists; okay. they've ended up getting a doctorate. Um, but chiropractors, um, as far as I know, we had it was a doctorate level level degree. Interesting. Well, Dr. Harris, how did you get how did you get into it? What's uh, I mean, what in eighth grade did you say you know I want to want to crack backs for a living and you know. um, so ironically um, I did not always want to be a chiropractor I wanted to be a pediatrician I want to be a medical doctor and then ultimately uh, my mother is what convinced me to become a chiropractor um, you a always chiropr listen to your mom always it saved my mom from having two back surgeries um, and my mom was sort of a chiropractic evangelist uh, to that point I had went to a chiropractor since I was 16 and didn't much think anything of it. I play lacrosse and I swear I'm growing up. Um, got cross-checked to my head um, and then I couldn't turn my neck and that's what landed me in the chiropractor office and I knew my chiropractor and I, like I played lacrosse with his kids and didn't think anything of it and um, when I came back after my freshman year at Duke I opted to speak to my medical doctor and it sort of changed my trajectory based on that conversation and I ended up um, listening to my mom uh, after I came home for that conversation and she was like you should become a chiropractor and it didn't deviate from my academic plans when I was in undergrad it was the same exact coursework that I was already doing so it wasn't that big of a switch so it was just a matter of where I decided to apply going to chiropractic school versus medical school interesting did you play lacrosse at Duke I did not I played club lacrosse I actually did try out for okay. uh, Duke's lacrosse team um, but since I went there uh, for academics um, and a lot of the kids there were on scholarship, I would have to take a scholarship kid's position, 
And then the coach was like, you're not that good to take a scholarship kids position. <laughs> Reality like, sets in. Just a little bit. Reality check there. So I ended up just playing club lacrosse there. Okay, well, how long, how long have you been a doctor of chiropractic medicine um, at this point? 14 years. Oh. I, graduated in, <laughs> I graduated in 2008. Okay. You look a lot younger than that. I'm like, okay, well, does the ink dry on the... <laughs> Is the ink dry on the diploma? Or? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Like I, I do look relatively young, but I'm. I turned 39 in two weeks. Yeah. Oh. Congratulations and a pre-happy birthday. Well, thank you so much. So now, where? So where did you start? I mean, have you started your practice here in Annapolis or? No. So in 2009, I actually started practicing in Sacramento, California. You know, um, I love that town. I don't like California as a rule. Sacramento and San Diego are the two towns that I really kind of dig. You know what was surprising about Sacramento? Like I went there knowing that I wasn't going to stay there for a long time because my chiropractic school was in the Bay Area, which I actually did enjoy. Sacramento, for being the capital, there isn't much draw there. Like when I actually, I, I lived there, they, I asked them what's there to do in Sacramento. They're like, you're close to Tahoe, you're close to Napa, you're class, close so to San Francisco. Yeah, I'm like, but what about Sacramento? That's like, what's the draw? They're like, you're close to Tahoe, you're close to Napa, you're close to San Francisco. I was like, oh, okay. So it was what it was. So I was there for about a year. And then I moved back. So I'm originally from uh, Bowie. I moved back here and I opened up a practice in Upper Northwest DC in Tinley Town in 2010. And I was there for about four years. But then the commute around the Beltway got a little bit too much for me commuting from Bowie. And how many how many red light camera tickets do you have to your name? <laughs> Surprising, since I knew where they were and I took the same exact route, not as many towards the end, a lot more in the beginning. But just know you can go nine miles over the speed limit without getting a red camera. Yeah, uh, or the speed tickets. Speed, my, speed my, daughter, my daughter went to American, okay. and, and I, I everyone says, hey, was it a great school? I'm like, yeah, it was a great school. It was wonderful, everything else. I said, but aside from the tuition, you need to put, if you're going to commute in there, if you can go to see them often, I would, I would figure probably twelve to fifteen hundred dollars over the four year period in your speeding tickets that you're gonna get by the camera. Connecticut Avenue is definitely a uh, it's a moneymaker. Oh yeah, definitely a moneymaker. <laughs> uh, yeah, and actually um I when I was up in um off of Wisconsin Avenue in Tinley Town, I definitely saw my fair share of uh, American students because it was basically a hop skip and a jump away. Right. But I ended up um, closing that after about four years and what uh, brought me to Annapolis was actually that I was a cross coach here in Annapolis and some of the clients at the CrossFit gym were asking me uh, did I know a chiropractor locally and I didn't like I knew my chiropractor that was in Bowie but I didn't know anyone in Annapolis proper um, so uh, they asked why wouldn't I just open up in Maryland um, so I actually didn't have a license at the time, so I had to go through the whole licensure process to do that. And then is that I, real complex? Um, it's not real complex. It's just about a matter of making sure that you get your transcripts and stuff are sent over. You have to take a jurisprudence test, um, among some other things, but they don't offer the licensure tests, like, at least at the time when I took it. It wasn't something that was like, oh, you can just take it on a computer. It was only, like, offered maybe a handful of times of the no year. Time. So you have to wait until that time right. where they're actually allowing you. So it was just a small window. And you got to pay the money. And, and then you have to pay the money. Yes. <laughs> Another, this is Maryland Airport. A little minor detail. Um, you mean it's not free? There's not reciprocity if I just have a license someplace they'll just right. give me somewhere else, you would hope, but they don't. So yeah, so I actually started practicing in Annapolis 
probably around 2014-2015 outside of the CrossFit gym thinking that I would want to work with CrossFit athletes and then one of my first clients at the CrossFit gym was a midwife and I did have a specialty and I want to see pregnant women and kids um, and that opened up the doors for me to the midwifery here over at Anne Arundel. I got to meet a lot of the midwives. At the time I was Bay Area midwifery and then I started seeing a lot more pregnant people and aiding them and allowing them to have the births that they want, you know? Well, I think it's, you know, as I look at your website, and the website is truecentered.com, and that's T-R-U-C-E-N-T-E-R-E-D.com. You somewhat specialize in the neonatal, prenatal, and pediatrics. And you mentioned, you know, that you were considering pediatrics at, at one point. So obviously that's where that passion comes through, I guess. And just because you hooked up with some midwives, is this where the, and, and, and is the need of pediatric patients and pregnant patients so different than, I mean, it's, it's a specialty that you're working with. A lot of things with uh, pregnancy and pediatrics, like I did want to see more kids than anything else. I had a good rapport with kids. I grew up being a swim coach. Um, I got along well with kids. They respond really well to my energy. But most people who have any knowledge of chiropractic traditionally relate them to cracking someone's back or neck. And a lot of parents have apprehensions around bringing their kids and they're like, oh, I don't want you cracking or popping their neck or their back. So I realized that in order for me to gain the trust of the parents to bring the kids in, I'll have to work on the parents. So I got me learning more about pregnancy and women's health than I ever thought that I would ever <laughs> know. And given the fact during pregnancy for specifically musculoskeletal complaints, whether it's pubic symphysis dysfunction, whether it's sciatica, whether it's low back pain, whether it's headaches, a lot of the times pregnant patients aren't able to take any medications for it and they're told often that that's just a symptom of pregnancy Deal and then it, it will yeah like it will go away after you give birth <laughs> it's great it's not bad if it goes away at noon today but you know nothing like november yeah and it's sort of like you pathologize pregnancy meaning like okay this is just something you have to deal with for the nine months until you give birth and once you give birth and everything that you would think that's going to go wrong should be better and then you'll be back to yourself again and in working with pregnancy you realize that that's not necessarily the truth these things may be obstructing or maybe an underlying sign that some other dysfunction is going on that needs to be addressed and it just can't sometimes it may not be able to be resolved through medication because that also comes with its own risk with growing you know this unborn child in your belly in your uterus so in working with pregnancy I started to garner trust to the parents and then they were able to see kids and the same thing with kids there are some things that I see with kids aren't necessarily what people would typically associate with a chiropractor seeing a kid for and what I mean by that is most of the time as you I said previously, most people related to having some sort of pain, whether it's going to be their neck, their back, or something in their arm or their leg. And a lot of times, kids don't come out saying that I have a pain in my neck or I have a headache or anything yeah, else like this. This is a pain in the neck. No, <laughs> <laughs> nothing. And um, what they typically present with 
is okay if they're colicky? Um, do they have constipation? Do they have reflux? Do they have breastfeeding or latching issues? Um, do they have recurrent ear infections? More organic issues that a lot of the times is a watch and wait approach that a lot of traditional medicine will do. But a lot of times, or they may be put on some medication that they may not be sure that it may be working and a lot of parents may not want to put other child, especially a young child on medication. So they're willing to deviate outside of what the norm is to go for quote unquote an alternative which is where chiropractic will fall into the fall into play. You, you just gave me my aha moment during this here when you were talking about the the women and women's health and everything else. And then you look at, at pregnancy and you okay, take a you know, healthy, normal, you know, woman non in a non pregnant state and the changes that a woman's body goes through. Uh, during pregnancy, I mean, you know, you've got you've got the bump, you've got the extra weight, you've got the, you know, the the, the bloating. I mean, I've got three kids myself. I mean, I've listened to all of the complaints, you know, three times. But you know, and and everything else, okay. And you can sit there and say everything will be great in nine months, okay. But obviously, you've got to deal with that during those nine months or whatever it may be. But oh, everything will go back to normal after, and and it doesn't now, okay. I've gone through life, especially for first time parents, anyhow. Uh, now. I'm done and things are back to quote unquote normal. But now I got this like eight pound thing that I'm lugging around with me all day. You know, maybe it's worn on a, on a papoose on the front. Maybe it's on the back. Maybe it's on the hip. Maybe I'm, you know, and you know, you try to get back into shape and everything else. And, and that makes so much sense that there are specific things that a mother would would need. And I mean, her, you have a child and your life changes instantly forever. I mean, and it, it, that's for males or females in any number of different ways. But that makes perfect sense to me. Now, that was my my aha. Yeah. And it's also like, because one of these things that a lot of people don't understand is like, for you, this child is growing and there's nothing that you're necessarily doing to aid for this child to be growing inside of a pregnant body. All these organic and physiological changes are happening innately like you're not doing much as I tell most of the pregnant people that I'm working with listen this is all happening without you making any cognizant effort to do this right so with that being said when I tell people the importance of chiropractic as it pertains to pregnancy well as it pertains to all things is as a chiropractor my goal and objective is going to be the same regardless of whoever I'm going to be working with and that is to make sure that your body is going to be functioning optimally and most people don't consider that it's because if you think about how many cells have to divide and multiply in order for a fetus to actually grow and develop there has to be some sort of nervous system your nervous system plays a huge play in this because that's controlling every muscle tissue organ and gland so if something's not functioning correctly that's disrupting how that nervous system is going to be functioning and working then it may not lead to the most optimal development of that child or the physical manifestation of pains or issues that a pregnant person may be experiencing as well. And which ultimately could also alter that pregnancy. Maybe they don't go into labor, you know, spontaneously. Maybe their uterus isn't contracting the way that it should be. Maybe they're not dilating the way that they should be. Maybe oxytocin isn't being produced. Maybe they're stressed and that's causing all these other things. They're at elevated heart rate, elevated blood pressure. All these things that, you know, are an effect of pregnancy not going or not functioning the way that it should be. You're, you're kind of blowing my mind that it, it, it makes perfect sense to you know do this and to look at other things. I mean, as I think you know, 
a chiropractor. I think my back again, my back's out. I need I need need my back crack. But you were talking about headaches, okay? And and that makes sense. If my neck is constantly got a little bit of a crick in it or something like that, well, maybe that is giving me headaches. Uh, and we don't necessarily realize it. I do like the fact that you're you know looking at a more holistic way of taking care of health as opposed to because I do think that we are as a society tend to be over medicated. I think the medical doctor community uh, is very quick to write that prescription for something and you know and maybe it just may be a case of waiting it out and it will pass um, but to, to look at alternate means of, of making you more comfortable more healthy and, and healing if, you know from an injury yeah because a lot of the times as a chiropractor my goal is trying to figure out the underlying cause as to why this could be going on and the, one of the biggest things as a chiropractor additionally is like we don't have prescription rights we don't do surgery we can't recommend you can't write a pain prescription for no no so the only thing we can do is actually give lifestyle modifications exercise recommend supplements or you know perform adjustments in order to address some of these things so a lot of times that's what causes me to be quote unquote more holistic in that approach is because if something's not responding the manner that it should be is that actually the primary cause or is that just going to be compensatory for something else that's going on so take for instance if someone comes in with uh, lower back pain this is going to be the easiest thing and I go through my exam and take for instance I can't reproduce that lower back pain Who's to say that something's wrong with your lower back? Like how many times has someone gone to their primary? They're like, all right, well, we can get an x-ray. Well, your x-ray come out clear. So I don't know why your lower back's hurting. So take this medication, yeah. you know, like hopefully this muscle relaxer, anti-inflammatory, take some Tylenol, non-serotonin anti-inflammatory drug, and hopefully it will resolve. But who's to say that it's not as a result of something else going on somewhere else in the body and it's just being manifested in the lower back because that might be the area of least resistance. So one of the analogies that I was taught a long time ago is if you step on a dog's tail and it barks, do you muzzle its mouth or do you take your foot off its tail? The cause is from you actually stepping on the dog's tail. The effect is a dog barking, but they'll continue to bark despite you trying to muzzle it because your foot's still on its tail. Absolutely. That's what makes you want to look at something more globally and check out the whole person because your body works as a system. Yeah, so you yeah. need to evaluate it as a system because everything is going to, like, everything's going to be responding to one thing or another. Well, what happens when you get into a patient? I mean, I'm sure there are some patients of yours that do have medical issues and stuff like that. I mean, at that point, then, are you doing referrals to a uh, orthopedist or I guess perhaps a neurologist or something, I guess, depending on what is that? So it definitely depends on what someone presents with or what other providers they've worked with leading up to that point in time. Depending on what they present to the office with, sometimes I may be one of the, the, the first people that they may see and other times I may be, you know, the last resort in terms right. of those things. So if I find something that's contraindicated, a red flag needs extra imaging or more intense diagnostics, then I'll refer them to the appropriate person. We, during the pre-show, we were talking about insurance. It's depending on what the insurance allows as well. Can they immediately go to whoever that I would refer them to or do they need to go through their primary and their primary is you make that's the true. referral to whomever. Right. So a lot of times I may end up referring them back to their primary 
or I may refer them to get additional lab workup or something else, and then try to co-manage appropriately from that point forward. Well, I find it, I, you know, you mentioned co-managing, and I mean, I think that that's a great, I, I wish it was a little bit more prevalent uh, in the larger medical community to, to co-manage it, because again, you've got your specialties here. And, uh, you know, I, I would certainly think that, I know I spoke with uh, Dr. Funk with Rehab to Perform, okay, and he's a little bit different, but I mean, I'd imagine you guys would be very good together to co-manage somebody that maybe is coming off of a, uh, okay, I just wrecked I need I need to come to see Dr. Harris here to to get the adjustment. But in the time that I've been, you know, adjusted and worked on and, and getting that back in alignment, we'll say the band I'm talking totally out my butt here, but you know, my back back in alignment. Now I found that my back has gotten a lot weaker. I can turn around then and talk to rehab to perform or somebody and say, Okay, well this is these are the exercises, these are the work that we need to do to get it back. You know, so we're looking at the system. Yep. And you know, we're talking at one part of a specialist of a system, you, another part of a system specialist, you, and another part, and together we're going to bring it together. Yeah, most definitely. And that, as long as people are open to that, um, and uh, quote unquote, putting our egos aside, because most medical professionals want to think that they can do it all themselves. Right. And that can sometimes get be a detriment to the patient, but it's like, okay, you also want to make sure that you're also allowing your course of care to run its, you know, run its route as well. But you also need to acknowledge when the writing's on the wall, if they're not responding in the manner that they should be. Right. And you'll be doing your patient a disservice if you're not going to be referring or you're not going to try to change something up to see if they respond differently mm -hmm. with some other, you know, modality or, or method. One thing I've, you know, when, when you go into the emergency room, you don't have too much of a choice, but one thing that I've always advocated for, and I, I'd, I'd be curious to see if you agree with it, but that when working with any kind of a medical professional, whether it be an eye doctor, or a, you know, an orthopedist or whatever it is, you've got to have a relationship. You've got to have a good feeling, a level of comfort with them. I mean, you know, okay, you get rolled into the emergency room okay it's the luck of the draw whoever's on, on on call i get that and and thank god they're there to to be able to you know plug the holes and <laughs> immediately and everything else but i've always thought that a relationship with a provider is critical you know i've got to feel comfortable before i sit down and have you you know do the i love lucy walking on my back or whatever it may be you know or or taking you know my neck i mean you know that's you know, there's you know, I mean, yes, I can do that. Uh, someday I'm going to do it and I'm going to you know, really mess it up. And I'll let's, let's hope that does not happen to you. But to your point, yes, there has to be uh, a level of trust um, with whatever provider that you choose to utilize, uh, in my opinion. Because if you don't trust them, then, you know, it makes it very difficult to adhere to their recommendations, specifically if that patient doesn't feel heard or feels listened to. So more often than not for me and how I try to garner rapport is by offering people a complimentary consultation. And how I feel about that is I tell people it's a conversation, not a commitment. And it's sort of like, just like if you're dating somebody, you know, you don't know, like you no, don't go in, you don't, you don't go into a date knowing that you're going to marry this person on the first date. You need to make sure that you're actually comfortable with this person. You feel like you're a good fit. You're developing rapport and you feel like this person can actually make uh, the changes that you want to see. Cause there is an aspect of healing that is mental. Cause if you don't believe that something's going to work, it's, it's not, not going to work. 
So if you don't trust that provider, it doesn't matter if they're the best provider in the world. If you don't trust them, it's not going to be as effective as you would want it to be. That's brilliant. So my goal is to, if someone doesn't want to work with me, it's no skin off my back. I was like, for me, it's like, okay, you find out what I offered, what I can or can't do. And if you feel like this is something up your alley, then we can move forward with it. But if you feel that it's not, no harm, no foul, we can go about your way. Or I can refer you to somebody else. As one of my mentors have told me, again, I'm going to say a whole bunch of random sayings, is that I do believe that chiropractic may be for everybody, but that doesn't mean I'm everybody's chiropractor. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Who are most of your patients? They come to you. I mean, are they obviously you specialize in pediatrics and and you know neonatal and prenatal? I mean, is it pregnant women and just so, recently pregnant women and little kids? <laughs> uh, so as of right now, I am the only certified uh, perinatal and pediatric chiropractor in Annapolis. So a big, large portion of my practice is pregnant patients um, in addition to younger kids. I see a lot of infants more than I see adolescents even though I am getting more certifications to work with kids that may have behavioral learning and socialization issues amongst other things. Um, Where does that pull into chiropractic? What, behavioral, learning, behavioral and learning and socialization issues? Um, the more I learn about this stuff is, think of it this way behaviors are a window into the brain. All right, and what I mean by that is this. There, for every action, there's a reaction. So if something's happening, their bodies are gonna be behaving a little bit differently. So if as a result, they're not getting appropriate input from their environment, or they're getting altered input from their environment, what happens is, is when you get things from your environment, it sends signals up to your brain, your brain ends up processing it and tells your body how to respond. But at any point, there's some disruption in that input processing output there's going to be an adverse effect, whether it's going to be behavior, a pain, a discomfort, a symptom. So my goal is to identify what could actually be causing for that altered input processing output, identify is it coming from the spine or an external stressor, and help that brain be able to better adapt to those things so we have a better output as a result. Interesting, okay, so it's sort of like the foot on the dog's tail. Yes, so that's ultimately what chiropractic is, is making sure that the body's gonna be functioning optimally in whatever capacity that is, and removing any obstructions to allowing that body from functioning optimally. Because all, in my mind, symptoms are just a way of our bodies telling us that something's wrong. Yeah, obviously. And for us to stop doing what we're doing. Because what we're currently doing is not working. It's pretty simple. Yeah, because I, like, I, when I tell my patients this, and the, the thing is, there's a time and a place for medicine, and I feel that very strongly in terms of, you know, whether it's pharmaceuticals or surgery. But when I ask my patients, they say, like, yes, I have good blood pressure, and I'm like, okay, but you're on blood pressure medication. What if I took you off that blood pressure medication? What would happen? They was like, my blood pressure would go back up. So I was like, do you really have good blood pressure then? True, you've got managed blood pressure. You have managed blood pressure. But the underlying issue that's causing for hasn't, been resolved. hasn't been resolved. Hasn't been resolved. The medication is just managing it and making it ideally look normal. Right. But the underlying cause that's creating that in the first place hasn't been addressed. So my goal is to try to figure out what the underlying thing is. And then so your body can function the way that it should be. Because as of right now, it's not function it's functioning 
as well as it can, given the information that is given. That you right that you've got the high blood pressure and it's interesting. I like the way you think because it's a response. The high blood pressure is a response. I like the way you think. I like the way you look at that whole thing. That's amazing. Okay, so to, to come see you, I mean, we want to go to your website, truecenter.com and T-R-U-C-N-T-E-R-E-D.com. Your office is on Bestgate Road at 7-Eleven. Yep. Not at the 7-Eleven, but at 7-Eleven. Across the street from the 7-Eleven. Oh, is it across the street? It's okay. directly across the street from the 7-Eleven. <laughs> on, on Bestgate Road. Yep. And, um, you know, where are you headed next? I mean, how do you like Annapolis now that you've, I mean, you've been in here for a little bit. I, I do like Annapolis a lot. I am looking to expand a little bit more to get a bigger space. So I could ultimately help more people, ideally. So I'm currently exploring options at the current time, but I don't plan on leaving Annapolis anytime soon. So the expansion of the practice is not necessarily other than size here. I mean, you're not looking to to be the... uh the neo prenatal. I mean, that 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 might be Delaware. <laughs> that might be a goal of mine. Like, I did have a satellite office in Rockville during the pandemic, like right before the pandemic started, and as a result of me commuting between Annapolis and Rockville, even though I know there's some people who can do it, that proved to be a little bit more difficult than I wanted, especially as traffic picked back up. I ended up closing down my satellite office because the practice in Annapolis had a lot more momentum than the one in uh, Rockville was having at the time. That's impressive. I mean, it's, it's impressive that you were the only pediatric and neo, is it like a neo-pre? Post- so it's, so it's perinatal. I say perinatal and perinatal encompasses preconception, uh, prenatal and postnatal. Okay. Um, but more often than not, people just say pregnancy, but it's just all the whole time around that pregnancy period. And just to clarify, I'm the only certified one. Doesn't mean right. I'm not the only one, one that, that, that does it. works okay. on gotcha. that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, this is amazing that you uh, you developed this niche that, and you really opened my eyes into the different types of aspects. I mean, I'm not going to be pregnant anytime soon, so I'm probably, nor am I going to be an infant anytime soon, but I I never never knew. And I think that um, it makes all the sense in the world just because you've got people that have, you know, are going through so many different changes. And certainly with, with infants, I, I mean, you know, you know as well as anybody that, you know, they they come out as this little pea, and then three weeks later they're like this giant peanut, and then four weeks later they're you know next thing you know they're graduating from Duke and, and doing a chiropractic practice. In exactly. and, and that's what like, that's what amazes me, and that's one of the most interesting when it comes to working with kids. As you know, being you said father of three, correct? Yeah, they they grow. (laughs) Gosh, they're expensive. Um, They grow so rapidly, you know. That if you think about how quickly their brain develops and how much it grows within the first two years of life, like if you see how much development that actually happens, they learn to speak, they learn to crawl, they learn to walk, they learn to eat, they learn all these things. And at that point, like okay, it slows down, but like. It needs nurturing to do so. And imagine this, it's like, okay, as a tree, uh, what is it? Uh, the saying is, as a twig bends, so does the tree. So if you aren't able to cast things early enough, then it can lead to things happening down the line later on that you're going to have to address. So one of my mentors, again, I have, a, as I said, I have a lot of sayings. Um, if you change the beginning of the story, you change the whole story. That's true. Why not try to set these kids up with the best chance Instead of always just saying like, okay, I'm just going to watch 
and see, wait and see what happens. That's a good uh, a good mantra to follow in your whole life, not just necessarily raising children. I mean, yeah. you know, if you get into a bad job, if you you know, if it's uh, let, let's change, the, let's just change the beginning of this story. This yeah. is this chapter. Bad relationship, anything like UK. You know, if you see the writings on the wall. And you're like, well, we'll just wait and see. I was like, or you possibly could intervene as long as you know it's not going to create any harm down the line. Right. I, it was funny. A long time ago, somebody had told me, a business consultant had said, do you know the day, the best day of the week to fire somebody is? Any day? He said, the day you first think you should. <laughs> And it was true. He said, you know, you know, firing somebody is always horrible. It's the worst job any business owner will have to have to do. And, and, and it's true. Once you feel that there's a problem, and again, it, it boils down to relationships and trust and everything else, and that, that's been broken for whatever reason, um, you know, it's, it's time to move on. And, and the quicker that it happens, the better off everybody is going to be yeah. to do that. Well, this has been fascinating. Dr. Harris opened my eyes and gave me a couple aha moments, which is fantastic. True Centered Chiropractic Care at 711 Bestgate Road in Annapolis. Uh, possibly looking for a larger space fairly soon. TRUcentered.com is the website, and um, we will have links and all that kind of stuff in our show notes. But thank you so much for spending the Sunday afternoon here under the awning at Rise Up uh, Coffee. And uh, it's been a pleasure to meet you and uh, get to learn a little bit more about True Center. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure as well. Thanks for listening to this week's Local Business Spotlight. Please make sure to visit ionanapolis.net for all your local news, events, and opinion. And in case you haven't already, please subscribe to the Ion Annapolis Daily News Brief, where we bring you all the day's local news direct to your phone, tablet, or computer in about 10 minutes. It comes to you at 6 a.m. every Monday through Friday, and you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.